0: And welcome to another edition of the New of Boxing Podcast, I'm Andy White with me today, the soon-to-be TV superstar, Facebook TV superstar <laughs> of the world. Levels, mate. Levels. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Martin Theobald. How we doing? Uh, I'm I'm good, thank you very much. Um, interested by a fair few things that have happened this week. Uh, not least uh, Tyson Fury banging on about certain things, which we will come to. We can come to a bit later.
1: Why don't we start there? Uh, well, it was fun, oh, we're just going it? mental.
0: <laughs> we just go crazy oh. and hang out like Tyson Fury at the press conference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, we—I don't think he—he actually had his press conference the last time we did a pod. Did he? No, no, no. So. he did. Well, it was an odd one. They did one on
1: his own kind of thing, um, and then they flew one over with, or oh, they had oh, Klitschko okay. over as well. So yeah, no. This week they had uh, the two of them face to face for the first
0: time since.
1: Uh, since Fury won the
0: belt. I think Kalitschko came over and he's gone back now, hasn't he? He's not yeah, Fury over. went
1: over to Germany as well the day uh, after. Okay. They did one at either
0: end. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I heard him say that, actually. Um, so, uh, what's your... F- I mean, I remember... He's, he said he's going to retire as well, hasn't he? After this fight, again. Yeah. Ish, like, kind of, whatever. Yeah. He said he was going to retire. He mentioned he might retire before it. Then, after have just been to you before the pod you were saying that he then said no actually I'm going to go sweep up the division and then within two weeks he said actually I'm going to retire yeah I think
1: you know I'm a big fan of Tyson Fury I like I like the fact that he's open and honest and speaks his mind but even I'm losing patience with the like constant shite that you know he said before that he wants to he's got a plan of beating Klitschko beating Wilder beating Joshua and then you know, that'll be it. He's kind of done. He'd have earned all the money he could possibly need, which I'm sure he would have. Uh, and now he's saying he's going to beat Klitschko or win, lose, or draw against Klitschko and he'll retire. Like that came out over the weekend. And you just say like, there's only so much you can take of his, like, japery and uh, whether he's telling the truth or not and, you know, keeping you on your toes kind of thing. Like, I'm a huge advocate of him and I will support lots of things that he does, but, yeah, it does get boring. Uh,
0: I mean, I can't, I can't see the benefit of it. If I'm completely honest, what, uh, what can it add to? I mean, he brings out all the whole um, yeah, whether it's whether it's founded or not. I don't know, but he keeps bringing up the stuff about the British probably don't like him because he's a gypsy and all this sort of stuff. He was going to move to America as well. That was one. Yeah, there's so all these things that he keeps coming out with, um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just him airing some frustration. I don't know, but when he comes out with, uh. About retirement, I don't know what it's supposed to add to anything because it doesn't make anyone like him any less or any more. Or what you know, what does it give him no. apart from just? I I find it frustrating just listening to like him just banging on all the time about. Well, not, not supposed to make his mind up. If he wants to go and dominate the division, and then loses to Klitschko, it's almost like, oh, where does he go next? If anything, it's lessened my interest in the fight. Why does he want to do that? <laughs> I agree.
1: <clears throat> I agree completely. I mean, uh, what is it adding to anything by, you know, saying I'm going to retire? And maybe he will retire. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's got enough money. He said he hates the sport. He wishes he wasn't in it. But he's what was his words? I wish I wasn't in it. But Bum. I'm just too, too <laughs> good at it, <laughs> and I earn shitloads of money out mm. of it, kind of thing. Uh, which fair enough. I, I completely understand that um you know it's uh i was chatting with a boxer the other day Was saying you wouldn't do it as a hobby you play football as a hobby you wouldn't go around if you weren't getting paid for it you know choosing to do that well some people would some people wouldn't but you know those people that have been at the top of the sport for forever long probably wouldn't i understand that that's fine but it just it comes across as like i don't know um some mental ex-girlfriend or whatever that's not quite the full ticket, but, um, <coughs> some deep, deep, yeah, issues, but yeah, I'm going to retire, I'm going to beat so-and-so, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, like, make your mind up, and stick to it, or, shut your mouth, and just get on with training camp, and we'll see you when you fight Klitschko, yeah,
0: one I, or the other. I must admit, like, I like the fact that he's outspoken. I almost like, to some extent, I—I I was never really a fan. If you probably go back and listen to earlier your podcasts, it's like I'm not really interested in him, and I, and I wasn't t- t- for the most part. Um, I just couldn't see the excitement in him, and if anything, the one fight that everyone moans about is the fight against Klitschko. That they said was boring. I actually was the fight that won me over for him because I—I loved the tactical nature of it. I loved the fact of how he was, you know. Beating Glitchko essentially, because everyone kept failing to beat him or, or yeah. you know, make him in any way look other than indestru- indestructible. Um, and that sort of won me over. But what I like to hear is not, I mean, I, I kind of like the candid nature of some some people coming out with the money that they earn and stuff like that, because... Clearly, they're going to earn that much money. So pretending otherwise frustrates me. A lot of that happens in football. You know, that a bloke's like, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you earn, this, that and the other. Um, and that frustrates me because it's, it, uh, don't treat me like an idiot. Whereas in boxing, he's quite, he's quite candid with, with Fury, how much he earns. And Mayweather, you know, choose to like them or, cho- given all the facts, choose to like them or not. But with Fury, he, what frustrates me about him is his, his seeming lack of appetite. Like he just with that, when listening to someone like Joshua, he has other frustrations with me that he's a bit feels a bit fake. But at the same time, I don't doubt his hunger of wanting to try. One's the IBF title, and he didn't didn't say oh, that's it, my dream complete. I'm not interested anymore. It sounds like he wants to go and clean up the division. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, I struggle to really in, fully sort of not turn my back on Fury because of the. Yeah, because there the was weight.
1: a quote last week, just before he talked about retirement, but he was saying, I hope I lose. Because if I lose, then I'm no good. And if I'm no good, then I can leave the sport.
0: <laughs> That's not even true, especially <laughs> if Klitschko. <laughs> if you lose to
1: Klitschko, it doesn't mean you're bad. Yeah, no, it, it's an odd one. Um, I, <clears throat> as I say, I'm I kind of, even as a massive advocate of his, uh, losing a bit of patience with it all. And we've still got two months of this to go as well.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go away anytime soon. He might calm down a bit now. Yeah. He's
0: got to go in the gym, hasn't he? And maybe that will yeah. take more of his time up. Yeah, and...
1: so I mean, it was the two sides of him in a week, really, because the press conference itself was, as most Fury press conferences are, was quite amusing. And, you know, takes his shirt off and he's getting his massive yeah. belly out saying you know you lost to a fat man like you ought to be embarrassed about Didn't yourself he
0: say, shame on you shame on you you lost to me <laughs> And <then laughs> i mean i love the way when he first says shame on you and then klitschko went shame on me he's like i'm not the one standing up in a press conference in my t-shirt off but then tyson went yeah shame on you for losing to a fat man <laughs> and it's almost klitschko was like yeah fair one yeah <laughs>
1: But Yeah, you know, he managed to rile Klitschko, and Klitschko told him to fuck off. Which, oh, really? like, Klitschko doesn't ever swear, particularly very robotic, and, like, doesn't show emotion, but Klitschko told him to fuck off, <laughs> which Fury took great pleasure in the fact that he'd managed to make this, like, ice-cold Dr. Steelhammer, like, lose his cool a little bit, and actually tell him. At which point, Fury went into about a ten-word diatribe, <laughs> swear words, and all sorts.
0: The... <laughs> I don't. I suppose I know the answer to this before I even ask it, but you still want Fury to win that fight, yeah?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, just to find out what he's going to do. Like, will he retire? Because if he's planning on retiring, he needs to let those governing bodies know, like, fairly early on, so that they can take the belts and do something with them. Um, so we should find out fair. You know, if he wins hypothetically, you know, we should know within the month or so whether he's serious about retiring or.
0: Just saying, it to
1: get a bit more attention. This is
0: WBA and O right yes. at the moment, right?
1: Um, so it'll be an interesting worth. I hope he doesn't, because he's a character. But I hope that character, you know, tones it down a little bit in terms of the madness. Yeah. Um, you know, come out and say your controversial things. That's fine. But you know, actually about your career and whatever, you, you're kind of winging it a little bit and stringing people along, which isn't a great a great look, really
0: me okay let's move on to uh, the action that took place this weekend just gone um the gale uh, pretty much did he did he blow away medina no rough so was it
1: this is a as much i'm frustrated with fury outside of the ring De gale frustrates me inside the ring <laughs> so he gives it all that he kind of he's turned into tony bellew of the south um, in what respect well before the fight he was saying you know this is a mandatory he's not good enough uh, I should blow him away I should do this that and the other to him and then goes out and spends 12 rounds with him not really sticking it on him not dominating him in the way yeah, actually, he
0: should I, I saw some, he was, he was at one point he had his guard completely downed he was dancing around in the ring yeah. allowing himself to get a hit
1: yeah um, but he does this every fight he just seems to switch off a little bit and like not not do his best it seems and as a fan you want to see somebody doing their best and you know you could argue the fact that he'll do his best when he needs to when he steps up against a real quality opposition but he's not getting that quality opposition, his last fight before this was Luchin Bute uh, who pushed him hard and he didn't show anything more in that than he particularly showed the other night Um, it it wasn't good for me Um, and yes he's gone to America again and won um, defended his title, but uh, <laughs> I say kind of similar, really, to how you lose patience with Fury outside the ring. I'd, I'd lose it with the Gail inside, and he kind of—I don't know—he bores me a fair bit. Really, um, I've no really great enthusiasm to to watch him.
0: Uh, and so, where does where does he go from here? Because I think we've spoken about it before. He's struggling to get decent opponents. That so you kind of sort of um, sort of touched on that just then. Where does he go from here?
1: Well, on the same card, you had Badu Jack versus Luchin Bute, who, um, as I say, was who DeGale fought last time. Now, it ended up um, as a draw, so Jack retains his title with WBC super middleweight title. It There's been a lot of controversy uh, about the result. Now, I haven't actually watched it all the way through, but you know the general consensus is that actually... Have, A draw isn't a bad result, particularly. It was a very, very close fight from the bits I've seen. Um, As I say, I've kind of watched the highlights of it, but the general consensus of those that have watched it all the way through is that a draw is probably a fair result, which kind of shows you really where Badu Jack is. Um, That, you know, he's drawn with a guy that, um, you know, recently lost to the Gale and got spanked by Frotch all those years ago. So that kind of shows you what level he's at. And then DeGale The idea of having them on the same card on Saturday night is that they will mm. now move on, the winners of the two fights. Like a semi-finals. Well, they'll fight in the summer now, is the idea. Um, and was talking about getting him over to London. Now, Badu Jack is part of the Floyd Mayweather team. Um and so, will they come over to London and fight DeGale? I don't know. I'd be surprised. i well, what I'd have thought, given that DeGale's had a history now. of he fought Darrell out in America, he fought Bute in Canada. He just fought Medina out in America again. It seems more likely that he's the one who's probably going to have to travel to get that fight. Um...
0: So uh, you've got you've got um, uh, DeGale, who's the IBF uh, super middleweight champion. Badu Jack is a WBC. Where is the Where do the WBO and WBAs lie not in that division? Uh, the WBA is with the Carolis, I think. Now, uh,
1: it? Well, it's an odd one because you've had um, Felix Sturm, who's now been stripped because of drug taking. Um, he had a positive drug result. You've got De Carolis, I think his name is the Italian guy, who's like their regular title holder, who may get elevated if they strip Sturm. That's They're waiting on the B samples, apparently, for that. No, but okay. um, uh, Yeah, the WBO, I don't even know off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, so it's
0: not worth him... I mean, is it? what is he looking for? Classy opponents now, or titles, or what? He's looking for money, like big
1: money fights. But there aren't any in that super middleweight division, aside from unifying, like with Jack is the big one, or Groves come home, or Callum Smith would be the other one. Am I right um, in
0: thinking that it's the biggest jump between super middleweight and cruiserweight? Is
1: that right? No, no. Oh, go on. <coughs> No, you got light heavyweight above <laughs> super middleweight, and then cruiserweight sits <laughs> above light heavyweight. Um,
0: All the listeners out there, are like, yeah, the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, what what can he do? Andre Ward's just moved up to light heavyweight, so he could possibly take the same. He'll wait and fight Badu Jack. I've no doubt about that. Uh, that will happen in the summer. I'm sure. Um, Golovkin must sit there at middleweight licking his lips thinking I'll move up and just fucking wipe out the whole division because I tweeted something yesterday about the only thing like from watching those fights from watching the De Gale one and seeing the Badu Jack highlights it just makes you miss Carl Froch like that's all it does for me like De Gale does wow. nothing else <laughs> but Carl Froch some phenomenal no, fights no, they, no I,
0: I agree I used to like watching him as well he He's might be a bit of a knob Yeah, but yeah. Um,
1: absolutely he is but at least he was in entertaining fights yeah, like, they true. weren't entertaining fights particularly um, so yeah uh, Golovkin could step up to super middleweight and just look to wipe them all out I don't think he'd have any problem doing that necessarily um, but, say, yeah, but Golovkin
0: <laughs> was calling out Mayweather the other day wasn't he? oh he does all the time Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe it was like yeah you would be easy but I'm going do it. But <laughs> well, Mayweather said that he'd
1: come back possibly for a nine-figure uh oh, I, he- I heard this, uh, yeah. That was at the the fights on Saturday night. He said he'd come back for a nine-figure. Presumably,
0: figure. though, Golovkin isn't the highest money fight he could take, is it? Probably I mean, it would generate not. a lot of interest, I It'd think. It would probably
1: but... be Pacquiao if you're looking at the oh, really? highest money. Oh, my God, um, that would be boring, wouldn't it? Or the winner of Khan Canelo would be the other one. Um so, if, d- yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It's probably not worth talking about, really, because it probably ain't going to happen.
0: But, if Calm just blew out Canelo. Yeah. Because cause apparently um, Mayweather's team have uh, filed for 50 trademarks. Yeah. And stuff like that. So that that sort of like, nah, It's not the craziest thing in the world I think he might come back. Um, but to, if Calm blew away Canelo, that somewhat... <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, that face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly you don't think that's gonna happen. Then those pigs
1: might fly over the fucking <laughs> stadium. But if
0: he did, all right. So if he beat him, Khan's probably added more legitimacy to his uh, to his chances of calling out Mayweather. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that's probably part of his reasoning for stepping up.
1: But yeah, so for DeGale, what does he do next? Probably Jack. He's got Callum Smith kind of lurking on the horizon. Smith went over there with uh, Eddie Hearn to go and. Uh, watch it at ringside which is quite an interesting one actually because Gale is with Eddie Hearn over in the UK but he's also got an agreement with Al Heyman in America um so Al Heyman's he's not a promoter Al Heyman he's like a advisor or whatever um but Gale came out of a statement last week saying uh, like basically Eddie Hearn's nothing to me really like I don't (laughs) I don't kiss his ass like everyone else does in that camp um and yeah, like you can fuck off pretty much, was what it said. Um, you know, he keeps pushing for Callum Smith, that's fine. You know, he's with him entirely. I'm not with him entirely. Uh, so it's odd then that you've got Hearn flew over with Callum Smith and then sat with DeGale in the press conference. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of a love triangle going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Callum Smith is now the WBC mandatory as well. So uh, he's in a position to fight probably the winner out of DeGale, Jack. So uh, that's again on the horizon somewhat. It's not imminent.
0: God, I don't even. Uh, I'm not even going to bother asking the question. Where does the go uh, if he loses to Better Jack? Because you, you, at that point, you're thinking, yeah, you know, go fight Groves or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that we need to move on. So, uh, Hugh Fury. He the fight got. Well, I did, I was confused at this one. It got called to an end because he got a cut, but he still won the fight. How does that it's work? It's a technical stoppage. So. It
1: happened. I think it was round six, if I remember. Um, so if it happens, what's the word, in the first three rounds? Is it? Um, then it gets called a draw. But because it right. goes after three rounds, then they go to the judges' scorecards at that point. So the cut was pretty nasty. It was an accidental one. So if it is caused by oh, punches, yeah, it to, yeah, was... if it's caused by punches, then you know the ref has to stop it. Then that's fine. Like that goes down as a, a stoppage, a technical knockout. But because it was an accidental clash of heads, it's a technical. Uh, they have to go to the scorecards at that point. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so he, <clears throat> he in the first round, at the end of the first round, goes back to his corner, and you could hear him say to Peter Fury, his dad and trainer, like, I just feel flat. And he said, you know, I'm not feeling it at all. Uh, and he never really picked up. I know when you saw him after the Eubank Blackwell fight, you were saying that he just kind of went into... The, cruise control somewhere through yeah. the fight yeah.
0: I mean, he was kind of opponent, in,
1: yeah. in that mood as well um, but don't take anything away like the lad's 21 years old he was fighting a guy Fred Cassie who Anthony Joshua's next opponent Dominic Brizela, fought Fred Cassie not that long ago and uh, Brizela won it on points but it was very very controversial like a lot of people had it as a bit of a robbery and it should have gone the other way but it never happened. Um, and so, like, Peter Fury and co have been saying in the run-up to this, that Hughie Fury's fighting the guy that beat Anthony Joshua's next opponent. Um, right, okay. kind of giving it that story all the way through. Um, so, he's a respectable enough opponent. Hughie Fury's now 20-0. and 0. Um, He picked up the WBO Intercontinental or something title. Yeah. Um, which means that he's moving up in their rankings and he'll be in their top 10 now. Of course, the WBO heavyweight champion is Tyson Fury, so he's not going to get an opportunity to fight unless Fury does retire, gives the belts away, and then uh, Fury could find himself in a, in a position to fight for that.
0: But, well, it'd be uh, nice if... Um, I mean, we're all said and done with the whole um, the Fury thing. If Fury does drop out of the sport, the, only, the biggest regret for me will be that we've lost the British heavyweight out of that out of that division. There's no lack of of sort of like clear uh, good heavyweights to go against each other. But if Fury, Fury came Fury and hit through and he could fill that gap left by Tyson Fury, which would clearly be a gap, that would be better than having all of our British hopes pinned on. Well, obviously you've got Joshua. H- who do you think, actually, as a complete side to that, who is the best? Boxer out of Tyson Fury, David Hay, and Anthony Joshua. Boxer. Uh, well, who would win paper, if you had a, young, a triangle, do you mean? Yeah. Fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was saying to you the other day, like on Facebook, I saw it, and you've obviously got people that come with random comments and that. Hay will smash out Joshua and oh, Fury. I love but, comments like that. Yeah. Oh, based on... Yeah, exactly. go on blah, blah, blah. There's no qualification for yeah. that. No,
1: I can't ever be bothered to write back to
0: shit like that. Cause <laughs> yeah. it but it just made me think, like, who, who is... I mean, Joshua's obviously got punching power. Tyson's obviously got um, the, uh, the, the skill to manoeuvre a fight. And Hay's got the experience. It's so, the
1: styles like, make fights thing. So I think, if I had to take a punt, if you said uh, Joshua Hay, I think Hay wins that now. You know, if all these fights were happening tomorrow, I think Hay would beat Joshua. I think <laughs> Fury would beat Hay would be my guess because I think Hay's just too small for him. He wouldn't be able to close that distance enough. I mean, and he didn't do very well against Klitschko. No, I think Hay would struggle to get into distance. I think Fury would just play with him, almost like cat and mouse. Uh, b- b- and
0: that's because presumably, because p- people at this point, um, I'm thinking about the, I can't remember his name, the giant bloke that Hay fought, <laughs> value F. Uh The so people would be thinking, but he did it right against. Oh uh, no, right? it
1: was two different animals entirely. Right? So if he's a better boxer than, yeah, yeah, value yeah F- like. a million percent. Right, um, so, yeah, yeah. So I like, I think Fury would beat Hay, and I think fairly convincingly as well. Uh, but out of Fury and Joshua, such a. I would personally favour Fury to win it right now. Um, just based on skill, experience, talent. But you can rule. Josh- I would rule Hay out of beating Fury, personally. But I wouldn't rule Joshua out of beating Hay- uh, Fury. Sorry. Joshua's
0: going to have that, isn't he, in his locker for the rest of his career, really. You can't rule him out because he's got that punching power. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, Hay has that explosiveness and that punching power, but he's just. I think he'd be too small, and I think Fury would be able to toy with him and, you know, have his own way to some extent. Um, but I think it's different with. Jo- so as much as I'm saying, you know, Hay I think beats Joshua. I would give Joshua a better chance against Fury than I would David Hay. So it's a styles make fights thing, really. That if you had a triangle going on with the three of them, you couldn't say for definite what happens.
0: It's, right, uh, okay. Yeah, I just unless find...
1: you're some dickhead on facebook who's like yeah well they'll get they'll go on and smash fury because he's rubbish he's never beaten anyone he's beaten a washed up klitschko <laughs> same one that no one's beaten in 11 years you pleb oh it drives <laughs> me insane um
0: okay anyway, from three so... qualified awesome boxes to another let's look at Khan versus Canelo. Oh, we don't have to go there first. We can go Derek Chisora. That's a, that's a Derek Chisora. <laughs> yeah, he's back <laughs> from a superb from a group of superb heavyweights to another. Yeah, Derek to Chisora. Derek Chisora. Um, Vers- and he's fighting this weekend against Kubrat Pulev. Kubrat Pulev. Yes, oh,
1: okay. he is very Eastern European. Um, so Pulev's only ever lost to Klitschko. Um, he's a big lad. It's an interesting one. Uh I can't remember if this is an eliminator for something, possibly. I don't know, most fights seem to have that tag on them and then they get turned into final eliminator, so I, I tend to ignore that side of it. But it's just an interesting fight. Like Chisour has gone back uh I think this is over in Germany. I think it's a Sauerlands. Like always signed with the Sauerlands since he took his beating off of Fury for the second time. These are some th- German brother promoters. Yeah. yeah. Um he, he's signed with the Sauerlands, and he's kind of got a few wins on his resume now. He's picked up a few uh, a few victories, none of them like eye catching particularly, but he's got himself you know he's building himself back up there a bit, and now he's fighting Pulev, who will also be looking to move himself on. So it's not a crossroads fight particularly, but you do wonder for Chisora, like it almost feels like Chisora is being fed to him a little bit here. Like I think Pulev will probably like. It will show what Chisora's got left in him. Yeah. Like, Chisora of five, six years ago, I think would have a good chance in this fight. Like Right now, I don't give him much of a chance at all. But, it could prove me entirely wrong. And then that means, you know, he's actually got something left, but... Yeah, even if he wins what's
0: the point yeah, I, I feel <laughs> that's bit, kind of how I feel about it I never it. used to like Chisora but I, I feel a bit sorry for him now because he was on the cusp of something wasn't he at, at one point he, he's a trier yeah. like, that's
1: what you've got to appreciate about him he's a trier yeah. he's going to keep going back in there and trying again and trying again but if he wins it's like if it turns into an eliminator who wants to see him fight Fury for belt <laughs>
0: Not at (laughs) all. Um, Not based on what we saw at the XL that time. Yeah. That was fucking uh, tedium. Yeah.
1: So, who wants to see that? Not really. Do you want to see him fight Joshua? If he went out and sparked out Pulev and, like, knocked him out.
0: I'd happily try and watch Joshua knock out Jezora. Because that's effectively what I think it would end up being. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) See how long Jezora can last. Like, feeding him to a dog, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, But I mean, mm. if, if Chisora goes out... I don't want to see Chisora-Joshua, right? No. I, uh, Unless Chisora goes out and does a number oh, on sorry. Pulev at the weekend.
0: Oh, right, and okay. if he does, then that piques my well, interest a yeah, little bit. yeah. I mean, if Chisora loses, then yeah, what's the point? Yeah. He's, he's, um, yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on then to Million Dollar Crawler, who has the best nickname in boxing. The best, but <laughs> none. <laughs> Versus, well, this is probably... a. Uh, just just fractionally a cooler name, Ishmael Barroso. Bar- Bar- Barroso, yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh, give me some details on this one. <clears throat> right, so um, this is
1: Crawler's first title defence, since he won it against Dali's Perez. Uh, so if you remember, he had the draw against Perez, which was controversial, yeah, and then he stopped him in the, the rematch. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, this is now his first title defence, and it happens to be a mandatory one. Like, he won the belt and... Uh, you know, straight away thrown into a mandatory. Now, this mandatory is Barroso, who's undefeated. He's the one that beat Kevin Mitchell when you were down there on the undercard of the Joshua fight.
0: Um, I do, yeah, yeah, I do remember Yeah, yeah.
1: Southpaw hits very, very hard, undefeated. Um, and a lot of people when it was kind of when Crawler won the title and then it was kind of like yeah that's brilliant and then you kind of look through it and it's like well he's got his mandatory next his mandatory is Barroso you're like okay well being Eddie Hearn they'll probably Mm -hmm. find a way to swerve this and like either pay him off or drop the belt and do something like it was assumed there would be some way that Crawler wouldn't take this fight but Crawler's always been adamant that I'll take it and he's taking it so like fair play to him because there aren't that many that would want to Want to take this fight, but it seems like Crawler does. So first world title defence, and he's in at the deep end a little bit.
0: Um, oh, which is exactly what we want to see, really, isn't it? Absolutely, you, you, like you, you don't you, want to see someone win a title and then spend five fights. To some extent, what Joshua's done his first fight, go and fight a bum, and it's like right, okay, what's your next fight gonna be? You know? Yeah, so you have to praise it.
1: You really have to praise Crawler, yeah. uh, not finding a way out of this, which he could have reasonably looked to do. Um, So, what do we know about Barroso? Not anything other, really, than the fact that he smashed Kevin Mitchell up. Um, Kevin Mitchell, you know, retired on the back of that. And he, you know, he apparently hits very hard, and he's undefeated. So, you know, he brings all of that with him. Um, You know, Crawler's just the fairy tale story, really, of, you know, always seen as domestic level, and then he's managed to, you know, steer himself slightly past that. Um, so yeah, I mean he's you want to see Crawler do? I'd love to see Crawler go out and win this. Um, who knows? It's, it's an exciting one. I haven't got a clue really in terms of uh, who wins it, but Crawler's stepped up massively over his last few fights, so you have to give him more hope than you would have like three years ago if he was trying to take this fight on. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I can't really give you a prediction yeah, to be uh, honest. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's on uh, it's on Sky Saturday night. This fuck all undercard to it, which hearn has been getting pelters for on Twitter, um, kind of brings Is it on himself. No, oh, right. no, it's a standard uh, Sky Saturday night, and basically, like his, he did a, he's done various answers to people giving him shit on Twitter, um, where they're saying, you know, like, a week and a half out, and there's no undercard announced for this fight at all. Now, like a week out. When I say no undercard, there were like a handful of English fighters versus like TBA, 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 and people saying like, "Why would you buy tickets to go to it? Like, why? Why does that justify you paying your Sky subscription?" His his justification was at the time. This may be going back like a week and a half now, so you got two and a half weeks to the fight. His justification was like, "I want to make Crawler a rich man, so like I'm paying him far more than I normally would for a non pay per view fight." I want to make him a rich man. He'll become a rich man out of this. So, okay, fair enough.
0: Like, it doesn't collect... make a great deal of sense from a business perspective. I want to make him a rich man. Yes. Yeah, so, but,
1: okay, so right. It, it raises all sorts of questions then about the relationship between like promoter slash friend, which I think Hearn and Crawler are yeah. friends. So, like, why don't any of your other stable get to become like obscene? <laughs> like unbalanced yeah, <laughs> rich for the fight that they're taking? I, I don't know. Like, How does that work? But then you're sacking off the entire undercard and he's saying, you know, I've spent all my budget on that main event. And so he then does an interview with um Coogan Cassius of IFL TV, uh a few days back, like a week ago. And he was saying, Ah, oh, no, no, you know, like we I've got to have a word with the people in the back office at Matchroom. Because we have sorted out a lot of this undercard, but we just you know, we've been too busy sorting other shows and things, so it just hasn't been updated on the website and hasn't been put on box and then like four or five days after that, it's still no undercard. <laughs> mm. So I feel sorry for anyone that, you know, bought tickets in advance because just turn up for the main event. There's no point turn up for anything else, really. It's, uh, yeah, Martin Murray's fighting on there against nobody. Um, yeah, it's it's not an interesting one aside from the crawler fight.
0: Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, Khan is about to do the cinnamon challenge. What do you think? I mean, we kind we kind of touched on it a moment ago. Um, he's moved up what, two weight divisions. Yeah, I heard um, an interview with him the other day actually, and he'd been training on the beach, and his idea was that he's, he's put on a lot of weight. His trainer is this some Australian guy. He's been involved in cycling, or well, his fitness trainer at least yeah. um, was uh, speaking to him. And they were t- they was on the beach with him, and he said they were saying basically this. this sand was almost coming up to his knees when he was training. He said How much he got j- Sinking down, <laughs> he said. Um, and so you could, I mean, I could. This again, this was on the radio. You could just hear him groaning in agony as he was dancing around this beach. And their justification was, if he can move quickly on a beach, then he can move quicker in the ring. Blah blah blah. That sounds like dodgeball, a film. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> you can dodge a spanner, you can dodge a bar. <laughs> um. So it sounds like he's put a lot of preparation into it, especially if they're doing this much. I can hope so. What if if you can put him on a beach? That's well, no. Not the... What I mean is, it just seems to be like if that's if that's, that's their part. a game of, plan. If that's is... part of it, there seems to be <laughs> unless that's it. It just seems to be if there's a beach detailed blocking. something specific transition like that. You expect there's a, a bit more of something behind behind that. Well, By the I'm...
1: only game plan he can have is the same one Mayweather had, which is utilize your speed, movement, quickness. Like
0: he's not going to stand toe to toe with it. Well, he said Canelo just keeps coming forward. I mean, I, I'm I'm not familiar with Canelo in terms of his boxing style. Well, what is it? Some by some, summing, summing it up.
1: Okay, so um, you get very limited from Canelo uh, lateral movement. So side to side, he does come forward linear quite a lot. Nice. Um, and so you look, Khan will know that look to come off at angles and attack at angles and move away at angles. Whereas Canelo will be trying to shut that ring off and close him down. Um and he'll be doing that more than ever in this fight, you suspect, because of the fact that Khan like you've got to be ninety nine percent certain Khan will try and just use speed, movement, quickness to get out of the way of getting his head blown off by a man who's naturally you know, this fight's taking place a hundred and fifty five pounds. Like I think Canelo outside of the ring weighs you know, like 175, he has to strip himself. Wow. Yeah. Like he strips himself to get every advantage in that ring. Um, and Khan's coming down from like, you know, he fights at welterweights, so 147 pounds, and he's going up to 155 for this. Um, so yeah, I mean that it's a huge disparity between the
0: two, and yeah, um, like, also that means that after the weigh-in, he you, you can put on X amount, can't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: expect he'll come in as a light heavyweight, probably Canelo. Like he will weigh in 155, <laughs> he'll go into the ring probably 175. Uh, do you if. think? It wouldn't surprise that, me uh... at all. <laughs> he normally does it around there, like between 170 to 175 pounds. Ah, um, so put on like a stone and a half overnight essentially <laughs> um,
0: yeah i suppose if you really really dehydrate yourself and get right right absolutely yeah, take shred, all the
1: water off you and yeah uh, yeah they'll
0: do all that and shred then shred himself down then put it all back in in 24 hours <laughs> um, that's so he's got to make one one five five that's what he's got to be yeah five that's five the way in. point zero or yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay. no. so he's like He's gonna be one one five four point nine. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he's gonna they're gonna bring him in on a pallet truck the next <laughs> day. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, um,
1: so yeah, say anyway. no, so he's making the most of every advantage that he can get. Is you know he's a big man physically outside of boxing, and then strips it all down like all of it. <laughs> to so make that.
0: that raises the question to me: Why Mayweather took the fight against him because he's. Uh, he seems like he could have been at the time considered a dangerous opponent it was it. he was massively dangerous but he right this is where
1: there's an interesting thing between like uh, we will come to this episode, but Golovkin and Canelo but Alvarez Canelo made the comment um, when he was looking to fight Mayweather he made a comment in an interview about like I'll come down to 153 pounds to fight him because Mayweather fought a welterweight 147 um, and that was like long before any negotiations started and so when they started the negotiations, like Mayweather's team went, all right then, 153 pounds, like, sign that off. At which point Canelo's lot couldn't really backtrack on it because that's what they said they'd do, was come down to... So as much he strips himself like heavily for 155, he's then got to find a way to lose two more pounds on top mm. of that. Doesn't sound a lot, but like when you're really, really, you know, you've lost the everything else, machines, then you've yeah. got to lose the other two. Um, and that's how you know mayweather took that advantage of so don't get me wrong like mayweather still took a risk in going up to that that weight and so golovkins come out and said like if you want to fight me canelo and i want to fight you but if we're going to fight it's going to be at the full middleweight limit of 160 pounds um and canelo's team have kind of like they've not come out and said anything definitively but they've uh, hinted at the fact that no it'll be at you know 155 or whatever we determine so at least Golovkin's come out and said that from the start. Like He's got somewhere to move now in terms... Of he can be negotiated down, potentially. Um, whereas, you know, when Canelo wanted to fight Mayweather, he couldn't really negotiate anywhere from So where does Golovkin
0: sit naturally? Uh,
1: naturally, like outside the ring, I think he's about 170-ish, but he okay. just goes to 160. for He fights at a full middleweight limit. Yeah. Okay. I
0: just find that fascinating. Yeah,
1: so... Um, yeah, this weekend.
0: So, can you. It's I just one. On the Khan thing, if Khan wins this fight, do you see him, f- see him staying at this level or do you see him dropping back down again? Like, where does he. Uh, I mean, I've, we've spoken before about where he goes in terms of his. Um, like, uh, the opponents and stuff like that. And to some extent, that's all speculative based on the result and whatever. Well, to some extent, whatever happens, does he stay at this level? Does he go down? Does he. Who knows? Like, Because mm. nobody
1: ever anticipated he'd jump up to this level. How can you anticipate what he would do? I mean, if he wins it, he's mandated to fight Golovkin. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like, You would never have thought he'll fight Canelo. So, maybe he will fight Golovkin if he wins it. We're gonna wipe out Canelo and Golovkin. And you've got to, you've got to really a, an animal on your hands. You've got to
0: really retune your expectations of Khan and you're sort of reassessing. him. Yeah, like, actually, this yeah. guy's pretty fucking good.
1: So I I don't know really. Um, let's wait and see after Saturday night because I don't think we need to put too much brain power into it now because it ain't gonna happen <laughs> I suspect. Um, um,
0: you're gonna go for a Canelo win here then. Canelo knockout, I think as well. I'll, In uh, the
1: <clears> I don't know.
0: Is going to be early rounds right? or late? Okay, so. More or less middle. Okay, so let's go. Let's move on then to a few more final touches. George Groves versus Martin Murray has been announced for the Joshua undercard.
1: Yeah, that's a good fight, that. Um, It's far better than the main event of Joshua Brizela. I think it's got the makings of. (laughs) Between them, they've lost, I think, seven world title fights. (laughs) <laughs> um wow yeah not one one between them lost seven uh it's like an aston villa lineup uh, yeah so yeah martin murray you know he's kind of newish to super middleweight although he's fought arthur abraham for the title there it's just a good domestic fight you know it's there's no shame in losing it for either one of them they don't have to retire or anything it's just a good domestic punch-up um so yeah I think you know, fair play to both of them for taking it um,
0: looking forward to it that yeah. particular
1: fight yeah though? yeah no definitely I'll, I'll stream that one
0: is it um, a 6th round preliminary for a um, eliminator for the W well
1: they announced it as an eliminator <laughs> for the I can't remember which title and then I think maybe the WBA and then the WBA came out and said no not as far as we're aware. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter, I'll just make one up anyway. Like. Both of them like that. Oh, God,
0: if there's anything to do with a world total, we're going to lose. <laughs> both of them thinking, how can we both lose?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm sure they'll find enough money from somewhere to pay it off as a, a final eliminator
0: for something. <laughs> okay, Um, I think that actually... Brings us on to our last point, which is York Hall stuff coming up this weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, that's where I'm going to be this Saturday night, so I won't get to see much of the crawler stuff live. I'll have to catch it after. Um, Johnny Greaves is fighting Ryan Fields for the English World Weight title, which be a good fight. Johnny Greaves. Uh, Johnny? Johnny Greaves. Johnny Garton, sorry. Um, who goes by the name of, uh, I love his nickname, the Pexican. Uh, he <laughs> fights like a Mexican, but he's from Peckham. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <Okay. laughs> um, pretty good. Yeah, so pretty, I, like I, that. I
0: didn't. I didn't make that connection instantly, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's not one that you know. It needs a little
1: bit of explaining, but <laughs> it's a really, really good fight. That one. Um, and Johnny Garton's a really sound bloke. I don't. I don't know Ryan Fields particularly, but uh, it's a good. It's something that Garton's been waiting for for a long time. It was meant to be against Tyler Goodjohn uh, a couple of months back, so. Yeah, he's kind of been put off for it, and now he uh, he gets his opportunity to fight for the English title, and I uh, wish him well.
0: I think, and that brings us to the end, minus uh, a quick shout out for your, as mentioned at the beginning, TV. TV. It's stretching the realms
1: of TV, yeah, unless I'm, you mirror your phone on your TV. I'm
0: pretty certain, though, that if there was a way for the BBC to make people pay TV license for watches now, even though they don't have to, but I remember hearing someone on the radio the other day about some, some toff telling us that if you watch live TV, and no. you are technically, well anyway, this is live streaming mate, so you are technically a TV superstar, you can be on I'm a Celebrity Jungle thing. I could be, yeah. <laughs> um So tomorrow is going to be your uh, day. Tomorrow boo. being Tuesday, yeah, so we're doing this Monday. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course, sorry, yeah. <clears throat> my wife being... told me off of that before Jesus. she said you always say like tomorrow or <laughs> uh, wow it's one person we haven't deterred for, uh, she's still listening thank you Claire <laughs> um, okay right well I guess we should wrap up then yeah so
1: yeah no that is uh, yeah tomorrow at 7 o'clock on Facebook we'll be doing uh, a live broadcasting with uh, Goodwin Promotions which will be quite good fun don't know what it's going to be yet really we're going to blag it a little bit I suspect but uh... Yeah, it'd be good fun to work out.
0: Tune in, people. It's going to be interesting. Okay, right. Um, I've got to go. My uh, my head's spinning. Too much information, I think, for one day. <laughs> and <pounds> <laughs> okay. Okay. I uh, well. I'll see you next time, one.